Welcome back to another episode of the Bedari Podcast. Today, the guys break down the NBA playoffs, talk a little bit about the NFL and Tom Brady's new deal, and they break down the hottest and the nottest in the MLB. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of the Padari Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Noah. I'm Jeremy. And we have a spicy one today, my friends. And, you know, I mean, I want to get into our series, but you guys want to just get through the other ones first? <coughs> yeah, that's fine. <coughs> but uh, we're going to start off with some NBA talk here, obviously. We're in the thick of the, the playoffs here. And... Uh, Phoenix and the Mavericks. What do you guys think? Just, just thoughts on this series. Thoughts on where it's going to go and such. Jeremy, uh, okay, yeah. Um, honestly, um, I think I think it goes. I think it goes seven. I think the the Suns are too inconsistent for me to be like, yeah, it's over. And I think Lucas, Lucas, just the last game, he was just heated because the Suns were really getting under his skin, and I think that's bad. I think you, if you get under anyone's skin who's like a top ten player in the league, that's just not good news for next game. And I, you know, even if I end up being wrong and they lose the next game, Lucas still gonna go for like forty, easy. Yeah. Um, it's in Dallas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna force a game seven. I think Luca is gonna go for like forty or fifty because the way he looked at the end of last game, he looked pissed off. And he looked how Horford looked when yeah, he looked yeah, at Giannis. <laughs> and Luca, like we already know how Luca is. He showed glimpses of it even like the past couple of playoff runs for the Mavericks. Uh, he could pop off. So yeah, I think they're gonna go go seven. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think. I think seven as well. I think it, it's it's. I was saying this to Noah. The the two games that are, are on opposite days are the polar opposites, to where like the Suns and Mavericks and the Sixers and the the Heat they can't win on the road. They've like won every game at home. So I think Mavericks force game seven. Did you guys see the the Devin Booker and uh, Luca little highlight at the end? When he like uh, Devin Booker took the ball out of his hands. Yes, yes. And, and Luca, uh, Luca was just like mm, he used some uh, choice words that I will uh, not use, but uh, he was he was happy. not happy with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a seven as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just totally different games at home for these teams. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the the cat in the bag here, but no John Morant the rest of the the postseason. Uh, Memphis has been known to be able to win without him this year, but uh, as as I'm saying this, game five right now, Memphis and the Warriors. What do you guys think? Um, the last one was we're we're in Memphis. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in Memphis. Um, the last one, the last one was uh, closer than I think uh, um, it it should have been. If you're the Warriors, um, and I think that home field, uh, that home home court advantage really helps out. Um, I'm optimistically saying that the Grizz win, but I'm uh, realistically saying that the uh, Warriors are going to win finish it today. All right, Jeremy. I think the 
I think they're gonna the Grizzlies are gonna lose today, but I think it's gonna be like in like a very heartbreaking fashion. I feel like they're gonna have like a lead, like a big lead, and Warriors are gonna come back and uh, just end their season. I'll uh, I'll put Devils Advocate. I'll say six this time. I think uh, I think Memphis Memphis can win tonight. I mean, they've proved that they can win without Ja. I mean, this is the playoffs. Yeah, we get that. Um, before we get off this topic, can I ask you guys a question about this series? Yeah. We talked about dirty moves and dirt the, the dirty uh, plays in this uh, series. Do you guys mm-hmm. think that Jordan Poole knee grab was dirty? No. 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 I don't I, think so. You, you, you can tell when someone's, like, trying to hurt someone. He, lo- he looked like he was going for the ball. And I think I think at this point, because of how under the microscope everyone is in this series, players. I mean, aside from Draymond Green, no one's trying to go after anyone, um, especially because there's already been such, you know, shattering injuries, quite literally, to people involved, uh, and they're under such a microscope from the league, and then also just from the refs. I just I don't think the intention would be behind it from anyone outside Draymond Green because that's just the kind of player he is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Nah. I, I I feel the same way though. That that's not. It. Yeah. No. It's, it's okay. not dirty, in my opinion. I just wanted your guys' thoughts on it. So, yeah. we'll uh we'll talk about the cat in the bag here. Uh, fresh in your guys' mind. Oh. Um, I'm I want to throw my thoughts into this, but I'm of course gonna let you guys have your moment of fame here and just go off here. Jeremy, go ahead, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna hold my tongue. I already lost it in front of my girlfriend and my buddy, and uh, you know, told my girlfriend to shut up. And I said I'm gonna go downstairs and record a podcast and come back a happy man. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know where to start. I literally have no words. Um, they didn't deserve to win that game. No, not like. What is it? Well, like ten or nine minutes left. You have a fourteen-point lead at home. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I like. I honestly don't have like any words. I'm just like I'm. It's it's fresh in my mind, so I'm like still shook and astonished by it. Um, first, first off, that was a terrible play call at the end. I don't know if that was the design play or Marcus Smart just improvised <laughs> on it. It looked like Marcus Smart improvised on it because I saw Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both wide open. And Marcus, uh, the honest, the honest reality right there. And I'm not gonna like interrupt you for long. No, 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 no you good. The honest reality, Smart shouldn't be in that game. Pritchard should be in that game. Pritchard has the passing IQ. There's not enough time on the clock for a defensive possession. You don't need defense out there. You need passing and you need scoring. Neither of which is Marcus. I mean, he can make passes. He's, 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 he did it against the Nets. He, he's clutch sometimes. But you can't – I mean, I, it's a little drastic. But, like, you can't just give the ball to – he's not an ISO. If you're going to give it to someone and let them work it out, give him to Tatum, give it to Brown. Fuck, even give it to Al Horford, who's the hot fucking hand at 35. Ooh, no, is that a bad word? <laughs> Excuse my language. I'm no, mad. I want to hear it because I know I'm I'm known for going off too, so I'll hear it. Uh, no, I, I I totally agree with you. Marcus Smart shouldn't be having the ball when there's eight seconds left on the clock. Oh my gosh! 
the ball <coughs> off the rip should be going to Tatum or Horford. Right. And, and I like I'm not like disrespecting Brown, but I think just like well, Brown was having a hot like a hot third quarter. Dude couldn't miss. I I don't know where he was like nowhere to be found in the fourth quarter. I don't even remember the ball touching his hands in the fourth quarter. Nope. Cuz Tatum chucking threes when he didn't need to. Nope. I think he shot like 12 of 31 or something like that. My other my other thing is I understand wanting offense. I understand wanting a chance. But you still had a timeout. Goes from Giannis. I don't understand why Tice and Horford are not in that game to rebound. No, what I don't understand is if you see one of your teammates clearly has a has the ball, has yeah, the ball, right? J- Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart just ran right into each other and said, "Oh, oh, you take the ball. No, you take the ball. No, here, Portis, take the ball and shoot on us." <clears throat> and the crazy thing, Marcus Smart literally had the ball in his hand. If if he comes down with that rebound, the game is over. We're it's up three two. Over. And just, like like I said, I just really don't have like any words because that's that that wasn't the only time. There was another time in the game too that led to a big three, mm-hmm. where off a missed free throw, the Bucks got an offensive rebound. My words, my words are this: it's it's pretty common. It's pretty common knowledge, at least to me. I don't understand why people don't see this. Giannis is gonna do what he does. He had what forty something, forty one. 40. Yeah, you just like, can't let up the other people be. Giannis is gonna do what he does. It's not like it's not like the Nets where you got Durant and Kyrie, so you double both and you live with everyone else scoring. They just have Giannis. They don't have the Robin. They don't have Middleton. Like you don't need to guard Giannis outside of the one person, which Grant Williams. Grant Williams does. Grant Williams, and I'm biased him as a Celtics fan, but Grant Williams defends Giannis better than anyone has Giannis's whole career. Oh yeah, he's been, he's been. Um... I mean, that's not saying a lot because he's still scoring forty, but he's not on him the whole game. They're switching, they're yeah. doing this whole thing. If I'm the Celtics next game, if I'm I'm Ime Udoka, I'm Udoka, however you say his first name. If I'm Udoka, bro, Grant Williams is on him the whole game, and if he's not, then I'm switching. But Grant Williams just stays on him, and everyone else gets locked the heck up because there's no reason that you should be giving up wide open threes in the corner to dudes who should have retired five years ago. Why? Why is Wesley Matthews still in the league? What got me mad was whenever Giannis was out of the game, those like two, three minute stretches, he wasn't in the game. We did not take advantage of it at no, all. No, that's been the case all series. We don't do anything when he's on the bench. And I don't understand why. Go and dunk the ball. Go and, score on somebody. And the thing is, is they don't even get a chance to score because they're always turning the ball over when Giannis is off the floor. And honestly, uh, turnovers hurt us big time as you saw in the end big time and i feel like it's gonna be hard to go to milwaukee down three two like if we were if we were coming back to boston down three two 
I like our chances, but going to Milwaukee down 3-2, that's going to be hard, especially if Scott Foster's going to be roughing that game. Yeah, or the, re- the reality is... Is, 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 is he the ref I think the game is on it's, The game is on Friday. It's the ESPN game, so most likely. I already, I already told my girlfriend that I'm not watching that next game. Because the reality, I said, I because you know they're if they win, there's a game seven, and I'll watch game seven. But you know, if they lose, I don't need to spend my time watching that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I, that's the harsh reality. I was like, listen, like I'll watch. I'm watching this one because she came down to visit me. I was like, I'm not gonna spend all my time watching sports. I'm gonna watch this one game. If they lose, I'm done. I, I'll just. I'll just wait for game seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Okay, so can I pose two questions to you guys? Please, about this? please do. Um, the the Drew Holiday block, right? Mm-hmm. The one at the end, the very end on Smart. Right, right, right. Yeah, you guys, credit right, credit where it's due. Good block, or or was oh, that more just a Marcus Smart? It was a block? good, it was a good block, but it was a dumb shot. It's a, it was a good it was a great block. I mean, it is a good block. That's a great block. That's a heads up play. Because uh, reality is, uh, I, I don't I don't remember on that play who Marcus was driving on. Was it Allen? It was either Allen or Connaughton. Either way, Connaughton. either way. Connaughton and then Drew, uh, Drew okay. came over. So if it's Connaughton, I think Marcus is small is bigger, not taller, but I think he's stronger than Connaughton. And I, I don't think he hits the shot. I think it's a terrible shot. But I think he has more of a chance to hit some crap on Connaughton by himself if he doesn't come for that block. But the thing is, is if he let that play develop, he had two people open. Oh, I know. I know. All he had to do was hold the ball or even look. He didn't have to rush. And there was enough time on the clock to make that decision. And, and this and this and, – and I'm, I, I'm so wishy-washy on it because it gives me reason to – but this is one of the reasons year after year, Marcus is on the trading block for me. I never want him traded, but I always am like secretly like, ah, oh, it'd be nice if we traded him. Like, I, okay. I, I love him. I love him. I'd never want him on another team. He'd probably be great on a different team. He'd probably win a championship before we do. But I just, it's just so aggravating because this is year after year. It's this same mistakes and we thought he was learning from the fucking excuse my language i'll <laughs> edit this later but we thought he was learning from the the play against the nets where he hits a yeah. wide open tatum but clearly not clearly that was just luck of the draw or situation or whatever because he just he just sold the bag for sure and the thing is statistically tatum is good in the clutch so it's just... especially against the bucks you you just have to give. I don't care. How I would bad, rather have a miss. I don't care how bad of a shooting game your best player is having, but your best player needs to have the ball at the last. He shot. had thirty something points. He wasn't having an awful game. Yeah, shooting wise, he wasn't. Having well, a good yeah, game. but like, yeah, man, but he all had, around, he had the scorer's touch. Yeah. That's like not giving the ball. Not I'm not comparing him and KD, but at the same time, I think he's getting up there. He that's like not giving KD the ball at the end, like. Give him the rock. I'd rather, I'd rather, I, you know, I was, I was saying no hucking threes, no stupid threes, but I would rather Tatum huck a three that he thinks he can hit than smart try to do whatever the heck he was doing. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather lose on a Tatum missed shot than a 
like you said, whatever Marcus was trying to do at the end. Because if we if we got a good right, Tatum just missed it. You know, I'm okay with it. I mean, well, I, I'd still right be pissed off. I'd still but... be heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, but and in not... a pool of misery. But <laughs> so yeah, like I don't know. And then at the end, turning the ball over and not even getting a chance to get a three. I think that that was just like salt. In <sighs> yeah, the I'm just there. I'm just frustrated with the rebound. You had the rebound. That's the game. Hold the ball. <laughs> And I called it in our group chat. I said, he's going to miss a shot. And some random on the Bucks who doesn't do anything, who's not named Giannis, is going to get the board and score. And bada boom, bada bing, I watched you that know, thing. You know what? I'll give props to Giannis because, I mean, I was pissed off. But the one three he made. That's a clutch three. That's a Miss- clutch three. He misses that, that's the game. It's over. And you even said it the last game, too. You said, like, if we lose on the Giannis 3, I'm going to be mad. I mean, it didn't and happen. we essentially did. We, we essentially we, did. Essentially. Like, we, it wasn't last game, but it was this. You, you have a second question? <laughs> um, other than Marcus Smart, who would be your biggest problem this game? It could be coach. Refs, whatever, whatever you want. To do. I think it's a tie. It's a tie for for me. It's a tie between uh, Udoka calling whatever kind of play he called at the end. Unless we find out that he called a good play and Smart just said, "Nah, screw that." Then it's not on coach, and then it's solely on the person I tie it with, which is Brown for doing whatever the heck he did to like just knock the ball out of Smart's hand when he has the board. What about you, Jeremy? What, what do you think? Other than smart, who who would be your uh, garbage per se of this game? Even though he had the most points on the team, I'd say Jason Tatum for the amount of bad shots that he was forcing. Mm. Because mm-hmm. those were uh, it was a lot of wasted possessions when we had a big lead and could have extended it even further. But mm-hmm. he kept chucking up threes and chucking up contested shots. That just brought the Bucks back into the game. Well, not well. It brought the Bucks back into the game, but the way it brought them back, like Giannis being able to run out and transition, and then us not being able to stop him. Well, like I've said before in our uh, group chat, Harden for Tatum is on the table. Okay, boys. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, I'll, I'm gonna throw my uh, two cents out real quick here. Um, it, I mean. I don't see a, a world where Brown or Tatum is not taking that last shot. Oh. Like, why? Like, I get it. I mean, they're living in the moment with, oh, Smart made a great play the first, the, the next game. Uh, yeah, game one and round one. Um, and they lived in the moment, and they were like, all right, we're just going to put it back in Smart's hands, and hopefully he makes a, he makes a good he makes a good play. And obviously it wasn't a great play. Um I don't know if, like, you guys were saying if it was drawn up that way or what, but I, I, in, in no world do I not see Tatum or Brown or even freaking Horford. I mean, the dude's – I would have given it – Drinking the fountain of youth, doing whatever the frick he's doing. I would have given it to Horford in the post and let him make the play. Right. Like, I, I, just, I just don't know. I, I don't see a world where your two stars don't touch the ball on a game winner. And it, it's a Marcus Smart shot that gets blocked by Drew Holiday. So, 
that's just my piece there. Um, so yeah, before we get off this topic, what do you guys think? How does this, how does this series end and when? Oh man, man. Um, I, I honestly don't know. It would not surprise me regardless this is what this is what we wanted from the the Celtics Nets, right? Look, this is the series that we wanted, and we didn't get that, so we're getting it now. Whether that's great for my mental health or not, <laughs> I don't know. But um, but I I think I, I honestly don't know. Giannis, I I don't see how Giannis can have the same performance he had tonight. I don't see how. Tatum can shoot as bad, but he still had 30, so I don't know. And uh, Horford's consistent. Brown's been consistent. I, I just feel like the it's it's about the other guys, right? Like tonight, the other guys stepped the heck up for Giannis. The, uh, the other night, uh, the other guys stepped the heck up for the Celtics. It's, it's really a case of which other guys played better as good as the stars to bolster them because I think the stars are going to do what they do. Um, so it's really a crapshoot. I really don't know. I'd love to say the Celtics could do it, but they're away in a, in a, in a, a Milwaukee environment that is trying to repeat a championship in front of crowds again. Like that's just, that's crazy home court advantage. I mean, they're they're a great fan base already, let alone cheering on for a team that has repeat hopes. That's I don't know. To to piggyback off of that, um, what scares me is how Giannis played in Game Six of last year in the finals at home. And, oh right, like in the same situation. Right now, game six at home, and Giannis, your show like Giannis is, he can play in the big games, and he shows up in the big games. Last year, he shot what seventeen of seventeen from the free throw line. So, like, I don't know. I'm scared to face Giannis at home in an elimination game, and honestly, this game should—I mean, this series should have been over in five, if we're being realistic, because we blew the the last minute lead in game and uh game four right in this game this game this series honestly should have been over so, we should have well you know not speaking uh crazily but we should have like you know one four one or swept them but you know that's yeah, tough. that's that's how I say this game. This that's, series should have been over in five. Like we're shooting ourselves in the foot right now, and I feel like the way I don't know, like the, the, bi- the biased Celtics fan in me wants to say it's going to go seven because that's what I had it going into the series, going seven. But I, 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 I'll 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 be as bold to say this: if Robert Williams can play, we win. If he can't, we lose. Because not having him at the end there to get that board off the free throw was ridiculous. I mean. Even if Tyson Tyson has been garbage at rebounding this series, which is how he ha- why he hasn't played that much, uh, uh, Robert's really been a, a shot in the foot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we need Rob next game if we want to. I'm not saying I had a chance to win because we could we could obviously win without him, but it definitely 
boost our chances. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So do you guys? Do you guys have a prediction or? Go uh, up in the air for you guys. I'm I'm gonna say Bucks. I think Bucks close it up. Well, I'm gonna be the the positive reinforcement here and say it's gonna go seven. Nice, and and that'd be great because seven's back at home. It, here's the thing: if it goes seven, that's a that's a wrap. The Celtics are winning a game seven at home. That's just if, if uh, they please 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 don't say that. Please. No, no, but my my thing is though it it's not a it's not a jinx because I'm going the opposite and saying if they lose a game seven at home, they they need to do something with the team because this team is not it. Yeah, I mean I don't even need to say much because I agree with exactly what you just said there, Noah. Um, because yeah. this we've had this team with minus minus a couple point guards here and there we've had this team for like five straight years if you can't win with five straight years worth of growth and experience and adding new coaches and new whatever bust it up right i mean i mean if you guys win game game 6 there should be i mean do it, it's hypothetically and people say like do your job right you win at home right right especially in the game 7 you got to you got to pull that one out. So if you guys if you guys pull this out, I think you guys take game seven. I mean, obviously, if you lose, you're out. Right. So, <clears throat> all right. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna end it on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, third week in a row where I get to freaking rant about these Sixers. Oh, you think I get sick of it, right? I am freaking sick of it. Um, <laughs> it's a rhetorical question, and I'm freaking sick of it. Um. Holy shnikes. I, 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 let me start out with that. We had a great two games at home. Like I just said, do your job at home, right? That's why these series have been so different. The Sixers, like, Heat series is just winner, winner, the ones who play at home. So, James Harden shows up game four. We win. Embiid uh, comes back game three, and he seems to be the, the anchor. And just everybody wants to – Play for them, and you get two huge wins after being down 0-2. Regaining momentum to where you guys should have this momentum going into game five and a will slash want slash whatever the frick you want to call it to win this game five. Because I've read in 2-2 series, it's like 83, 83.8 or 88.3% uh, chance of teams that go into a two-two series that win Game Five win the series. That's just that's just uh, the the statistic part. Which screw it. But you go into this Game Five with your head so far up your asses. <laughs> you guys don't even. Why'd you even fly to Miami? You guys could have just said, "Hey, hey, Kamish, we're gonna we're gonna concede this game because we're not freaking showing up." Nobody came to play. And after a day where Jokic gets, well, the leak from Woj came out, that uh, Jokic wins MVP. Right. Me and uh, I think a lot of my Sixers friends slash fan base thought, oh, this is going to, this is going to row and beat up. He's going to come out with fire. He's going to come out and be like, oh, we're going to show you why I should have been the MVP. And boy, oh boy, was it disappointing. They mm. came out 
like I said, heads in their asses, didn't know what they were doing. Nobody came to play. Embiid looked like he didn't even want to be there. He was just throwing the ball around. He came out pouting. I get it. You're hurt. But holy, like, how does how does this not row you up? And you right. want to be better. And you want to play great this game. James Harden had a great end of the game for you. are thinking, oh, are we seeing maybe a, a glimpse of uh, Houston James Harden maybe? Nah, he stinks. And then we go, Maxi. he can't hit the backside of a barn. Dude is garbage this game. He's not garbage. I, I, I love the guy. He's still 21 years old, but couldn't hit nothing. Um, Danny Green, he was magical in, like, the last two games. <laughs> I don't know where the frick he went. Niang, they call him the minivan. Well, he can get back on the minivan and get the frick out. <laughs> he stinks. He's, like, this whole playoffs, he is just a one – He'll shoot the ball five, six times and make you one. Never, you should never get a sports nickname if you're not a good player. Well, it's it's, it's Philadelphia freaking radio, so uh, they gave him the minivan, so. What happened to that, uh, what's, what's this, Corkmoss? Uh, dude doesn't play a lick of defense, and he shows up once a month. <laughs> um, I mean, I could do, the list goes on and on where I could, Doc, if your coach has to coach you to just want to play the game, Oof. there's a problem. There is a big problem there. Right. And it's glaring. Um, and and B gets hit in the eye again during this game. Uh, not a good sight. He gets back up. He's all right. But my one, one of my biggest problems was for this game was Embiid had like maybe I want to say like 10 points going into this third quarter or so. And he finally, while we're down 20 with like four minutes to go in the in the third quarter, he finally says, all right, you know what, I'll try for a little bit. And he tries for the last four minutes because he's already played the whole third uh, third uh, quarter. And he tries and he, he scores. He scores. He scores. Wow. Would, would you guys have guessed if Embiid was aggressive and wanted to play, he would score the freaking ball? Finally ends up scoring some points, gets pulled out for rest going into the fourth. And the lead's just insurmountable. Eight minutes to go in the game. Nine minutes to go in the game. You know where the starters are? On the bench. Eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That is pathetic. I like how Noah just said where. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was rhetorical, so. But, um, you know, it's pathetic. And at this point, I, I can't even blame Doc for this one. Because if your coach has to... He's a coach for a reason. He coaches your team. He doesn't, he doesn't need to be your freaking therapist and get you guys ment- – I mean, I guess he does have to get you mentally ready. That's actually totally wrong of me to say that. But for, like, the coach would have to be like, yo, smack you on the back of the head. Like, come on, dude. Like, this is game five. You guys just fought to get here. Why did you – like, you guys just – I'm frustrated as much as you guys are. You guys have the more fresh feeling of it. But if we would have done this podcast yesterday, this would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, from this side of the table. Man, I um, this is this is the first time that we've um, actually maybe second time, but this is the this is the first time that we've done a I think a pod like right after a Celtics loss. I think. Right. Or a Celtics game in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't I don't like that, Jay. I don't know how you do this week after <laughs> week. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's like it's like I get these rants and it's like they hear me. 
you know? <laughs> and then they finally, like, the first Fire one, him up, Jay. Let him know. Right. It's like, are you secretly listening to the pod, fellas? Because <laughs> the first one was when this, the, the Raptors looked like they might make a chance to come back in the series. Right. Second one was down 0-2 to the Heat. And then mm-hmm. they go on to win two. And now it's after they get blown out in game five. <sighs> you feel frustrating. Any, makes you feel any better after tomorrow you won't have to deal with them for the summer? Oh, no, no, no. It's not going down like that, though. <laughs> this, this series has been totally different. It's been different than your guys' series. That's true. Nobody That's true. can win on the road in this series. Um, I, I, got, I got heat in seven um, at this point. I would love to say, oh, yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You you know what really hurts me, the fact that if the Celtics lose, I I mean I don't I don't think that I don't think the Mavs are gonna make the finals even if they win this series somehow. But if the Celtics lose, the finals for me as a as a as a the fan of the teams I'm a fan of and just like the hatred I've developed over the watching. You think so? Like, I'll tune in because I'm a basketball fan and for the sake of the podcast, you know, being up on my sports, Phil, I will not root for anyone, really, because I, I hate the Warriors with a passion. The Suns, the Suns, I used to like Chris Paul. I used to like Devin Booker. But oh, ever since, but, but ever since, ever since Chris Paul had his just, I don't know, what, Basically, basically, ever since he got to the Suns, he's just become like a curmudgeon-y whiner. I mean, he's always been one, but like extreme on the Suns. And you know what he's done to the rest of the Suns? Made them the exact same <laughs> way. And I hate that. If you're going to play basketball, play basketball. Don't whine about every call. Don't flop on the floor like you're a Seattle fish in a fish market. Don't be... A bum. So I, I cannot root for the Suns. I just can't. The Bucks. I like Giannis as a person, but the Bucks are a joke. The 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 they're surround. They're a weird mix of like guys I'd love to root for and guys I cannot fathom the soul of my existence rooting for. Bobby Portis is a punk. I don't care how much Milwaukee likes him. I I'm also salty. He got a board over two of my players, but I just don't like Bobby Portis. Grayson Allen is always a punk. He leads the league in this. He's somehow still playing. I don't know how he's allowed to play. He should have got a season suspension for the hit on Caruso. That was dirty and vile and disgusting. He essentially took the bulls out of, I mean, the Bulls were out of contention anyways, but he essentially took all momentum out of the Bulls with that one play. And then the Bulls were just garbage from that point on. I mean, they weren't, like, amazing, but they they weren't great from that point on. And I just, I don't know, I just can't, I just can't root for the Bucks, especially if we lose to them. That's just like, oh, I'm not going to root for my enemy. That's ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the Sixers, the, I don't hate anyone Sixers and the Celtics have beef, so I don't ever root for the Sixers. No offense, Jay. The I'm heat, not taking a good, the it heat, goes both ways, my friend. The Heat, <laughs> as much as I love Kyle Lowry, uh, the Heat. Fuck I have Kyle a, Lowry. <laughs> I have a, I have nothing against Kyle Lowry because we always we always beat the crap out of him. But the the Heat, I have a vendetta against for obvious reasons. We should have gone to the finals that year. 
and that is just tough. So I can't root for the Heat. It's just a lose-lose all around for me. Usually, there's a team I can actually root for. This year, I just it's all evils versus evils. It's like Tom Brady playing the Patriots. It just doesn't work. <laughs> well, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I okay. Mean, so, I'll, so I'll flip it because I went on this little tyrant. I'll ask. Uh, if your team, I, I was about to say, um, where were we again? Yeah, no. If your team, if your team goes down, do you just watch for the sake of the pod slash the sake of I'm a sports fan? We do what we do, or do you have a team that you will actively root for, or a team that you will actively root against, no matter the cost? Okay. Um, I will actively root for anybody who beats us. Fair. I will. Actively root for basically all the East. I will want a West team to win. Um, and I'm a avid Steph Curry fan, so I will be. I will not be rooting. I can. I. It's not in my blood to root for two teams. That's fair. But I will. I just love watching Steph Curry. That's um, my thing with Luca. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see them win somehow because I. I hate crybaby Chris Paul. He's oh. a dirty player. He's yep. a dirty player. I don't care. He's a dirty player. Devin Booker is a cocky son of a bitch. He's good. I get it. Yeah, great player. He's cocky. I don't like him. Um, I only like my cocky players. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I would be on the Warriors side. I mean, it's cliche because, oh, yeah, they've been the good team for the last six, seven years. But I'd be the Warriors, and I, but I won't root for anybody. And I will, whoever beats us, they can uh, suck it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Um, I'm I'm going for the Warriors because I uh, Steph Curry is like one of my favorite players. I'd say all time, like he, the way he's just revolutionized the game. Um, I don't know. I, to me, the personally, the Warriors are a fun team to watch. But I want I want to be rooting for them, but I I wouldn't mind seeing them win if the Celtics lose. Um. But the Bucks, I, I wouldn't be able to root for the Bucks. I'm I'm sorry. I, I just and yep, Sixers, cannot root for the Bucks. Sixers Heat, I hate both of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's literally like you don't want anybody in your own conference to win no, if it's no, not you. No. I, I, I honestly honestly here's here's the, the honest truth. As as much as I hate the Warriors and I hate Draymond Green. If someone held me with a knife to my head and said, hey, you have to root for someone, I would root for the Warriors if they played the teams from the East, if I had to, just because I really hate the Heat and the Bucks. Um, so that means you hate Chris Paul a lot then, huh? Yo, dude. So much, so much. I have no respect for whining players. Even when my own team does it, I am the first person to be like, shut up, run back, and play defense. Also, I like Giannis as a player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's phenomenal. Like, oh, my God. The way he plays, he plays like it's football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, he doesn't, he doesn't. Here, here's my thing. Uh, the calls in the N- NBA – should be like strike zones, baseball. It should be relative compared to the people that are uh, that are playing. The, the I feel like they try to they try to have calls that fit everyone, but they're like like Pritchard. The other game, Pritchard got a foul 
because he's boxing out Giannis. And Giannis flops. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a no call. Like, Pritchard is short. Like, if you throw a ball, if, if Pritchard's a batter, it's like Altuve. If Altuve's at the plate and you throw a pitch where Judge is at the numbers, that's a strike on Judge. That's a ball on Altuve. The same should work with fouls in the NBA, and we just don't get that. I think that's something that's something interesting to to think about. No one brings that comparison up, but I always think about it, and I just think that's just that's interesting. It's a good comparison. I've never thought about it that way, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say that's never came to my noggin, but that that is a good comparison there. But um, before we get off the NBA topics here, um, you guys want to just give you guys series uh predictions for this heat and sixes real quick yeah i'll say i'll say it goes seven i don't think i don't think uh mb to let himself have the game he had last game and i think i think harden i mean i don't know at this point what harden's thinking but i'd like to think he's tired of people talking shit about him you think jeremy <clears throat> if harden doesn't disappear game six he's gonna disappear game seven so um, I think it's gonna end tomorrow. Okay, so so Jeremy, you got heat and seven. You're saying right or not, Jeremy? Uh, no, he's uh heat and uh seven. Yeah, heat and seven. And Jeremy, heat and six. six. Yeah. And I'm going heat and seven. I mean, it's just uh, it's it's like the heartstrings are killing me, right? Because the way the way this series has went. Is like every team at home wins and they've won by margins. So if we just go out and kick their ass tomorrow, and then on I guess it would be Saturday, just get blown out of the water in Game Seven in Miami, was it even freaking worth it? Was it worth it for me to get excited and happy again? Wonder- for for me to just get let down. I mean, it would be worth it. I mean, I, I mean <laughs> but you know, it's what I'm always saying? worth it. It is a conflicting uh, thing there because it's like every team's just kicked ass at home. Hey, I mean, I as much as I want the Celtics to win, and as much as I think for the the heart of the the team as we know it, they need to win. Uh, I'd much rather lose on my home court than lose in Milwaukee. Personally. Would you though? I personally, yes. Would it be just as heartbreaking? Yes, but I'd rather lose in front of my own fans uh, because because if you're in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee fans are celebrating. They're too busy celebrating. You lose in Boston at home, oh, your own fans will boo you, and then that will push you to either want to be traded, which will better the team, or get better, which will better the team. Yeah, I mean that's how that Sixers fans will do. Like if we, if we come out and throw a stinker game six, dude. Oh yeah. my. Oh God. yeah, exactly. I'll let you know. They're gonna roll. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'd rather have that. Have my team go out listening to just cheers because I don't think cheers of your opponents does anything. Right. I think that's just like, oh, okay, I'll go home. I'll get on the bus. I'll put my earphones in. That's a wrap. But if you're getting booed by your own, the, by the people wearing the jersey with your name on it. Whoo, yeah, it's a statement whoo, there, yeah. That's, you don't like that. People people go to other teams for that. Okay. A- anything else on the NBA, my friends? No, I, I think I'm good. No? No, I'm all set. 
Okay, on to the baseball, right? Yankees are 700. Sorry. <laughs> Yankees are kicking ass, and they're in my – we're going to play a game here called uh, – I don't know what you want to call it. We'll think we'll, – I'll, uh, I'll think about it later. Maybe we'll name the episode that. Who's hot, who's not? Yeah, something like that, right? It's early in the baseball season. We have some really hot teams, and we have some teams not playing up to their potential slash uh, predictions. Mm. Um, so we'll start out with the hot teams, and I'm going to ask you – I'm just going to name teams for you guys. Okay. I want you guys to tell me if they're going to keep going in the in the way they're going, like in a good or a bad way, or yep. they're going to they're gonna fall off at some point. All right. All right? So we're going to start out with everybody's favorite LA team, right? The Dodgers. Are they okay. going to stay hot? They are right now the number one seed, I think, in the West, and they are just playing great baseball. I mean, they they buy everybody's everybody's anybody. So, what do you guys think? You guys think the Dodgers are going to stay the the course and be good, or are they going to fall off? Um, for the past, for the past couple of years, um, actually, uh, probably for the past, uh, I don't know, five years, maybe the Dodgers have a, they've been a consistent contender threat. Um, I think, did, I think they even won one, lost one. I don't know. They, but they made a, uh, world series, um, at least one. They might've even made two. I don't remember off the top of my head, but they won the COVID. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. They, they won the COVID world series and they lost to the Sox. In eighteen, I think. Uh, baseball, baseball history is my friend. <laughs> Fair, but they, 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 they won one and lost one, so they've they've been there and they've been in the playoffs for years. I just think they're they're built to be a playoff team. Whether or not they're built to make a World Series run, I don't know. But I think they're 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 definitely they, where they're at. I think they beat the Red Sox and lost to the Astros the following year. I could be wrong. Though. Okay. Okay, I but could. yeah, no, I think I I think they're I think they're around. I think they're going to be just as good come October as they are now. Yeah, man. No, yeah, I agree. They past few years they've been like probably the most dominant team in baseball. So I'm gonna stick with them being hot. Okay, yeah. now I agree. I mean, in, year in year out, it seems like the Dodgers, even the even your guys, the Yankees. We'll get to them in a minute here. Um. <laughs> They just buy great players, and they're usually they're always in the hunt. They're always going to be in a win situation because of the markets and all that good stuff. So we'll, we'll go to the ugly stepbrother that hasn't lived up to expectations. The other LA team, the Angels, are playing great baseball right now. Mike Trout looks like he's returning the MVP form. They are first in the AL West, Whew. and Otani is Otani. I mean, do I, I mean? I don't even think he's he needs to know this. He had his first game. he had his first career grand slam the other day. Yep. And they are hot right now, but they Mike Trout has never made the playoffs. So right. let's let's talk about the Angels. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, are shoot. they going to be hot or are they gonna fall off? Shoot, Mike Trout's never been healthy. When was the last when was the last time has Mike Trout ever made a full season uninjured? Nope. I don't yeah, think I, mean, I don't think in his whole like in his whole there. career outside of maybe like his rookie year, even then, I think he got injured. I mean, it's, he's he is a machine when he's healthy, but it's if he can stay healthy. And then, I don't know. I think they really this off season specifically, they really made some moves to become less of a a, a show off team and more of a we're here to compete. Because over the 
over the last couple of years, you know, they've had Otani, they've had Trout, but they've had more of like a, hey, come see the circus. We're fun. It's like a selling, yeah. it's a selling tickets is what it is. Like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, it, they're, they're, they're like the Globetrotters of baseball. We got a pitcher who can hit uh, and a hitter who can pitch. Like, oh, yeah, it's the same guy. Like, that's just, that's cool. That's fun. That's cool for fans. We really haven't seen that, at least to the extent that he does it, since Babe Ruth. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Babe Ruth, but the dude is, is brilliant. He is great at what he does. And no other hitter slash pitcher has been like that since Babe Ruth. So the comparison is there just because of the, the greatness at both skill sets. Um, you know, there are hitters who have hit home runs, but they're, they're not hitters. They just, oh, you know, nice job, hit a home run. I'll never forget, I just watched the other day, Bartolo Colon's famous home yeah, run. Yeah, home run. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bartolo Colon is what, oh, my God. You know, he's still pitching in Mexico. Hey, more power to him, right? His arm's dude's like, like dude's like forty five. That's what I'm saying. His arm's side jello by now, right? But yeah, no, the the Angels. I think it's all based on on Mike Trout. I think I think they're gonna be good for the rest of the season, but I don't think they make the playoffs if Trout gets injured because I just don't think they're built for it. Okay, Jeremy. I think they're gonna fall off. They usually do every year, um, even when they show signs of like. Like that, they're gonna be hot. They get cooled off right away, and even the years that they've made the playoffs, like with the best record in the AL, they don't show up. I'm pretty sure the last time they made the playoffs and got swept. Yeah, I think I want to say Houston. I think it was the first year Houston, like. Yeah, I think they got swept by Houston. I know, I just know they got swept, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see them maintaining what they have now. And it's not going to be because of Otani, because he's always going to be great. Otani's going to be great. It's just he's a he's a great player on a subpar team. And hopefully he's, I hope he's not with them for the rest of his career. No, I think he needs to. Uh... I think I think um, Otani needs to find a team in the NL because uh, especially with the Universal DH, man, he would kill in the National League. It's okay. The uh, the Dodgers will probably get him in a few years. Uh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Big, big, little, little ugly stepbrother angels want to keep this guy. Um, Dodgers I'm, I'm, like... I'm on the same boat as you guys. I don't know if they make the playoffs. They usually fall out. They usually fall, run out of steam by the end. Um, I mean, they, they live and die on Trout, man. I mean, this dude is the best player in baseball, undoubtedly, when he's when he's healthy. He's the best player in baseball, undoubtedly. But this dude doesn't stay healthy. And how how Jeremy was just saying, um, or I it might have been no, I I I the the voices might have mixed there, but um. How, how, how you guys don't want Otani to stay an Angel his whole career? I don't want. I didn't want Mike Trout to, and then he signed a mega, crazy deal with them. So, uh, we'll go to your guys, uh, your guys' team, the Yankees. They are pretty white hot right now after a okay start. They uh, they just last week lost their ten. Was it a ten game win streak or so? Yeah. Um. And they they were they're they're just playing great baseball in the month of May. Um, 
It's early. So what are your guys? Let's keep it unbiased, my friends. Yankees opinions on buy or sell. I want to say they are, but I can't trust them. I don't know. I'm going to go with they're going to – I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to cool down. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. So, Jeremy, uh, are you buying or selling the Yankees? Uh, They started out white hot this year. Um, They just last week ended their – 10-game win streak. So, are you, are you buying or selling your guys' favorite team? Let's keep it unbiased, fellas. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to cool down. Okay. Man. The, the bias in me wants to say that they're going to stay hot, but I feel like a lot of teams usually don't stay this hot like there's only like one team that usually stays like this hot and i don't know i just don't see that team being the yankees i would say the surreal the surrealist in me wants to say that they're going to be the hottest team in baseball the entire year cruise all the way through and then play the dodgers in an epic seven game series but the realist in me uh knows that the yankees uh just they always they always look like they're going to be the team, and then they either get thirty players on the IL, or they can't pitch, or they can't hit, or both, or all three, and then they play their play-in game because they fall to a wild card because they lose like one series to the Orioles, which puts them out of a series with the Red Sox, which puts them out of a series with the Blue Jays. And then the Rays end up winning the division. It's this whole turnaround. But if there's, if there's little to no injury, if the Yankees can stay marginally healthy, I think I think they're built for a, a run that we really haven't seen since 2009. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing. I'm not saying they're going to even win a, a a playoff series. But I don't think they're going to be a wild card. I do think they win the division. I don't think they're going to be as hot as they are now. In baseball, it is not good to be this hot this early. It's just not. There are way too many games to be this good this early before the All-Star break. I feel like this is their make or break year before you like start questioning like what is the oh my bad my dog just started barking but um like make or break like what you have to do to get this team back to the World Series because they well, remind me, like, yeah they remind me of the Lakers mm-hmm. like, the Lakers don't accept anything but finals but of chips and championships. And right now, the Lakers are trying to find a way to get back to. Oh, you're 100 percent right. Lakers and Yankees are in such a familiar uh, base right now. It's it's in, it's incredible, honestly. The 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 thing I think I think there's two things the Yankees look at after a failed season, and we can talk about this later down the road. But and the 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 most obvious one is that uh, Aaron Boone is on the chopping block for sure. Because last year it was questionable. This year, I think it would be. Well, it he just got they, an extension. No, no, no. I know, but you can you can buy someone out when you have the Yankees money. 
you can you can do whatever you want. You can you can promote him. You can demote him. You can do whatever. Doesn't matter what his contract says. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, I I think I think they're they're not going to be as hot as they are now. But I think they're still uh, I think they're still in a good spot. Yeah, um, I mean the way the way the the AL East works mm-hmm. is that they're they're top heavy as hell. Oh yeah. Um, because the, the 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 Blue Jays, the 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 Rays, them two teams, they get hot at any point, and they're oh, yeah. more of a race. But right now, the Yankees are white hot. It, it's really early, so any any of and this the, and the Red Sox the, and the Red Sox are never out of it until they're out of it, numbers wise. The Red Sox have some of their best playoff performances all time when they're like below five hundred at the All Star mm-hmm. break. So. I mean, I just – you don't count anybody from the AL East out except for the, the, the Orioles. Yeah, right. I mean, Cal Ripken's not there anymore anymore. Oh, I feel bad for my grandpa. He's a diehard Orioles fan and still is to this day. He's a freaking trooper. <laughs> he is. Give he is. give him my word. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, So, the Yankees, I, I buy them just because, I mean, they have so many good players on that team. Um, it, it's It's just going to – it's going to depend on how good the, the AL East can keep up. Um, I'm not going to call these guys the ugly stepbrother like the Angels were to the Dodgers, but because um, they've been relevant uh, in uh, past history. The Mets, they are a hot team right now, uh, the number one team in the NL East. They are they're up by like seven or eight games early, so – uh, I mean, they're 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 red hot. So, what do you guys think? Are you buying or selling the Mets? <laughs> Sell the Mets. <laughs> the Mets. The Mets are always good until they're not. Right? That's the Mets thing. They're they're. They, I mean, right now, obviously, they're still missing their best player. But I mean, even when he comes back, you never know. I just I don't I don't buy the Mets until they're in the playoffs, and even then, I don't buy the Mets. I do not believe in the Mets unless they make the World Series. That's how <laughs> that's how little I believe in the franchise. Jeremy, I think he's still dealing with his dogs. Yeah, no, that's that's how little I believe in the yeah, Mets. Yeah, I mean, the Mets are a tricky one because they are down their best player and they're still doing great things. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that it wouldn't shock me. If they did well, it really wouldn't because they should do well with the team they have and the, the, the roster they have and the pitching they have. They should go to the World Series or at least play the Dodgers to go to the World Series. That should those should be the two teams that play to go to the World Series. But will it happen? I will find out. Wait, oh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, it's a buy or sell on the Mets. OK, uh, I was saying that I'm pretty sure they were they had like the best record or like one of the best records last year yeah uh, up until like right before the all-star break and i think that's what's gonna happen again this year yeah 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 and just to, just to put a staple point on this mets thing they're a tough team to really to really say because they're down their best players so like the ground <laughs> come back and they could have a, a two-headed freaking monster dragon at the top of their bullpen and, and scherzer and Degrom. And if they could just keep hitting, we'll see. Um, I'm gonna buy them just because I don't know them not them them being this good without the drama is scary. 
I, I don't want to see it. I'm so happy it we've is. got so many games out with the Mets that we don't see them until like we'll see them one more time in May, and then we don't see them until like August. Um. Okay, well that'll wrap up the good teams. Now we're gonna buy or sell bad teams, and we're gonna start out with uh, my very own Phillies ball club, the fifth most or the f- fifth highest payroll in the MLB this year. They're pretty shitty right now. So, what do you guys think? Oh, which team? Sorry. Me to leave this one off. No, which team? Okay, I'm selling this team. Which Which team though? Uh, the Phillies. The oh, Phillies. sorry, sorry. It, I, for whatever reason, it cut out, and I didn't get Phillies. I just heard what their their salary was. Okay. Well, I, I'll just start this out just because it's my team. I'll make it quick for you guys. The Phillies. I mean, I'd love to buy into them, but Joe Girardi. <laughs> I mean. After giving up that that seven to one lead on th- literally our live podcast when we were recording it, I was like, "Oh my god, we're beating the Mets seven to nothing!" And then I had to text the group and say, "Yeah." We're <laughs> so that was one of my. I will say, as much as that, I I know out of the Philly teams, you followed this the, the Phillies the least. Uh, so, so it, it did bring me a little joy to receive that text because I thought that was the funniest thing on the planet because we called it like an hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, you know, I'll, I'll eat the crow here. Cause I said, I wasn't going to come on this week if they lost actually. So, but I, I don't buy this team until they get rid of Girardi. I know he's your guys say whatever you guys, you guys like Girardi, right? I don't, um, I have mixed feelings on Girardi. I wish he didn't leave the way he left, but I think he's like uh, he's a game manager. He's like Eli Manning. He won us a championship, but at the same time, you know, I, he I'm didn't always doing nothing special. Yeah, he exactly. Didn't de- he didn't deserve to be fired though. The way he, he oh was- no, not at all. He was get, he was given the boot in a terrible fashion. Um, yeah, no, he, he he was basically blamed for Sanchez being a terrible <laughs> terrible. He catcher. was blamed. Like, he was being blamed for the Astros cheating. Oh right, the Astros cheating is not on him. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's yeah, that's asinine. Anyways, yeah, Phillies. Um, I uh, I don't know. I I think they're I think they're gonna just be a, a team that's like, oh, we're gonna give hope to the Phillies fans, but no one else is gonna buy into them, and they'll eventually putter out. Yeah, we haven't seen a playoff since 2012, so it's pretty rough out here. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, what do you think? Um. If I recall last year, they were like in the hunt for most of the season. Yeah. And then kind of like fizzled out in the end. I feel like it's going to be like that again. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's rough being a Phillies fan. I mean, we went, we went from beating the Mariners 9 nothing last night to losing to them like, I think it was 5 to 2 the next game. So it's rough out here in these streets, boys. Um, We'll stay in, we'll just stay in the NL East here. Yeah, I'm still Braves. I'm going to go Braves as a bad team right now because they're the same record as the Phillies, and if I'm selling the Phillies and they're my team, there's a problem with the Braves right now. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, the Braves, the Braves, uh, they got they got rid of a bunch of pieces that made them so good when they made their run. Um, I just – I don't know. I think the Braves – I think the Braves are going to be the same thing as the Phillies. They're going to be in playoff contention until they're not. I think the Braves are going to heat up. That, hot take, hot take. <laughs> I think I think they will heat up. Nobody the year they made the run, nobody even expected them to make the playoffs. I, I think 
at the time they like started heating up, they were like fourth in the in the NL East. So I'm gonna go with they're gonna repeat. Not, I'm not saying they're gonna go to the World Series or anything, but I think they could make a run for that wild card spot. Yeah, Long I'm, season I'm, ahead. I'm piggybacking off Jeremy here. I I totally agree. The Braves. Acuna just came back like a week or two ago, and he's arguably the one of the best players in baseball, healthy. So. Yes. I don't see this team being bad. Uh, Matt Olson is not Freddie Freeman, I'll tell you that much, but he's a pretty darn good replacement. Um, I, I don't see I don't see them being bad all year. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna buy into them being better as the year goes on. Next um, team. Yeah, we're gonna go into the Red Sox. Okay, your guys, your guys' favorite team. Um, I. I know too well that if you count the Red Sox out too early, they win the whole thing. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy in just based off of history. You count the Red Sox out, they take it as a personal vendetta, and then they start playing well with dudes that are just named Jerry from Rhode Island, and uh, yeah, then they grow these big ugly beards and they make you hate them, and then they win the whole thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy in in the hopes that it's buying them out. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll buy in. Yeah, I'll buy in. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll buy in because it. I because I'm getting deja vu right now from oh yeah the the year they made the the World Series. Oh yeah, um they they were garbage in the beginning of the year and then out of nowhere here come the Red Sox make the wild card game eliminate the Yankees go on a playoff run. Yep. Um, I could see that happening this year. So, like you said, history says never count the Red Sox out. So, I'm not going to count the Red Sox out as much as I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, Trevor Story, I thought, was a big acquisition. I'll just go with you. I'll just pick it back to you guys. You guys see these guys more than me. Um, White Sox. This was a lo- I just want to put this as a disclaimer because they're not terrible right now. They're like right. 15 and 14 or something or 14 and 14. But I had to find another loser. So that's fair. That's fair. White Sox because they, they they should be better than they are. White Sox because they should be better than they are. Um, I think it's still early in the season, so I think they have that time to do that. They have the All Star break. Uh, I'll buy in, make the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Especially because their division. Well, I mean the Twins are red hot, but especially because their division is notoriously just bad. Um, in recent years, anyways. I think they'll be in the mix all year, but history, if we're going to go back to history, history shows that in that division. Historian Jeremy over here. The, <laughs> history shows that the Twins, I feel like, usually make it out of that division. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. When the Twins are good, that division is theirs. When they're not, it's anybody's. Yeah, and... Right now, Twins are playing pretty good, so I'm going to go with the White Sox are going to be there till the end, but not quite make it. I have a, I have a funny question. Are we are, are we buying in on the fact that the Reds are even a team anymore? Oh, my God. They <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I, think, I think they might be worse than the Orioles. <laughs> I Honestly, I think they are. I think they are. Um, and who wants to be in Cincinnati? They're the worst part of Ohio. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the Browns for a while. Now they got a new name, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, I'll just say quickly, White Sox. I I buy them being a better team. They're gonna they're gonna step their game up eventually. Okay. Um, it's a pretty dry season for the NFL, so we're, I just want to glance over this fact before we get to garbage and gold. Sounds good. Tom Brady's record-breaking deal as a broadcaster at Fox. Jeez, Louise. Uh, retires. Can he just go away? Just, just, just retire. So I was waiting for this to come up. So not, not <laughs> only, not only. Do I, I had to bring it up because I know Noah just. Yeah, yeah that's why I was stuff. waiting for. <laughs> so, so for 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 on a logistical standpoint, uh, it is he going to be like a play-by-play analyst? Is he going to be a booth analyst? What's the I don't think any of the deal was really put out other than he's okay. making a lot of freaking yeah. I mean, he might be making more money than he has his whole career. I saw that he's gonna be calling the he's that there he's gonna be calling the big games with uh Kevin. Oh. Oh, so. Noah's gonna love them games. With though. Kevin who? Uh, I, I don't know who the last name is. I for for Oh, I'm gonna love when he calls the Giants games and he gets pulled yeah, back but, to all the memories where we beat he's the gonna crap be, out of them. He's gonna be calling games and he's gonna be like the ambassador. Here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. And and I will not I will not ever eat my words that he is uh overrated. But but I I think uh this will this will be interesting to see how well he really knows the game. Because it's real easy to hide behind rings and hide behind good defenses and scandals and all this other stuff and just say I'm the goat and retire and nobody thinks otherwise. Like Romo, Romo going to the booth was the greatest thing Romo ever did for his career because it showed how just genuinely brilliant his football mind was to just read totally every great. play and react. And he, I he think called a play before it would even happen. Oh, that too. And I think a lot of people are realizing that if, if Romo got help or if Romo was in a different spot or if they Gave Des Bryant the catch he deserved as much as I hate the Cowboys. He wins a Super Bowl. He might win four, five, whatever. And I think it'd be interesting just for me just to see if Tom Brady is 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 that high IQ or if he's in the booth just because he's Tom Brady and he wants to be like, oh, I, I, I is he going to be a Phil Sims who's just like, I used to play the game? Or is he going to be a Tony Romo who calls every play and says, here's what they got to do. And I think, I think that's interesting. I think, I think that'll be real telling because, because for how great he is, he should be able to do more than Romo's doing. He really should. He really should. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying it delegitimizes his rings or it delegitimizes his greatness. He's still an all time great. He's still a first ballot hall of famer, all this, that, and the other. But if he can't, or refuses to do what Romo is doing, or even up it, I'm not impressed. And it's definitely not worth the money. You said not worth the money? Not if, he, not if he's going to be a Phil Sims where he just kind of sits there and he's like, yeah, it's I not like, worth the I money like from the Fox like standpoint. Then, yeah, right? from the Fox standpoint, not, not from him. From him, that's a brilliant, that's an easy, easy no-brainer. That's, it's worth the money for him every day of the week. But for Fox, it's not worth the money if he's going to be a Phil Sims. I only think it's going to be worth the money because, like, he's considered the goat in many people's eyes, and that's going to lead to more views. Yeah, but it's yeah, it, it's only it's but they the thing Fox Fox 
Fox only did this because they lost Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Well, they nobody lost... cared about Troy Aikman. Yeah, no, but that duo is is son for me. My whole childhood is those two calling Giants. I hate them both. Calling Giants game. I, whether you like them. Hold, hold on. I, I don't a... mind Joe Buck. Every, everyone be hating oh, him. My God. I, don't, I don't mind Joe Buck. No, here's the thing. Joe Buck is a great football announcer. He is a terrible baseball announcer. Blech. Now, now <laughs> no, but love, love him or hate Sorry. him, Fox was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And now it's Tom Brady. That's it? Like, who is going to be the notable guy that helps Tom Brady along? Because Tom Brady is not going to play-by-play the game himself. Oh, yeah, there's got to be a, a color and a... I'll tell you right now. I'm looking that up. up. So, what, what did you think, Jeremy, about this uh, Tom Brady deal? I'm sorry that you actually brought this up because this was actually going to be my goal this week. <laughs> um, so I, I'm sorry I did that. Actually, this is, I have a little list of things I wanted to go by, and I just, it was just on there. That's, that's all good. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could come up with something else. But um, I thought it was like a no-brainer deal for, for Brady, and I'm actually – he's my favorite player of all time. I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm biased. But um, – He's my goat. Me and Noah go back and forth about it all the time. But I'm yeah, like, we still have a to to be determined date where you guys debate that. <laughs> well, we could do that on his uh, first game. <laughs> um, I'm actually pretty excited because I'm actually intrigued because I wasn't expecting him to do this. I thought he was going to pull Michael Jordan and where he just like takes a back seat. And really, just like stays like quiet for his retirement. <laughs> um, but him as an analyst, I think is going to be pretty like interesting because I honestly don't know how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be interesting. I, I'm interested. I'm just going to keep mine uh, short and sweet. I have loved Tom Brady's personality outside of the Patriots way. Like since he's been a Buck, his personality has just bloomed. Like seeing him shit faced after he won the Super Bowl was great. You would have never seen that in New England. It was it was great. Um, so I think I think it could be interesting and good for Tom. I mean, he's probably making more money in this deal than he has. His he, whole career. No, that's that's legitimately what he's making. He makes more in this deal than he has his entire career as a player. Yeah, so I mean, good on good on Tom. I mean, I think his personality is funny as hell now. But um, let's get the garbage and gold and wrap this uh, great episode up, Noah. Me and Noah, how about me and you go first and let Jeremy go last? Yeah, because we, we took his gold. We took his gold back. <laughs> All right, so my my uh, my gold this week is Al Horford. Uh, I mean, we lost tonight, tough L, but Al Horford still machine tonight. Uh, and last game, thirty points. He's he's thirty five years old, I think thirty five, and he had thirty points, including a poster on Giannis. And one of the craziest post-fade and ones I've seen since IT hit one against the Wizards. Uh, that's, that's my goal. He was fun to watch. Al Horford's always been one of my favorite Celtics, one of my favorite players in the league. He's just a really good dude. You can't – I mean, obviously, Sixers fans are like, ah, screw, he, he's just terrible. But, like, as a person – you can't disrespect him because he's just a good dude. That's, he's just one of the dudes in the leagues that just everyone has respect for. Uh, my garbage, the Celtics. The uh, the the game was just you. You can't lose that game. You you really can't. And that's that's all I'll say about it because we talked about it earlier. 
Okay, uh, my golden garbage this week is going to be from the fight realm. Okay. And a, little bit, a little bit of the, uh, the derby. Um, my gold is, I mean, I, I imagine you guys seen this crazy replay of Michael Chandler absolutely oh. kicking Tony Ferguson's head into next year. Oh, yeah. Going to a different that. universe. Oh, boy. I, I watch UFC every weekend, watch it live. That was one of the most gnarly knockouts I have ever seen in my watching career. And an honorable mention for my gold would be the people who freaking bet on the what was the horse's name? Oh, uh, Rich Red Strike or Rick? Eighty-two one. Oh, not much money you make off that. Yeah, holy but smokes! The only thing, the only thing I was seeing is I'm not as impressed because it was a random horse. The only reason his odds were that bad was because he was a last minute addition. He wasn't even supposed to race in the event, but he was a last minute addition as of the morning of the race itself. And so the odds were so low just because of the late entry. I guess if he had been entered at the right time, his odds would have been a lot more favorable. But, I mean, still, yeah, props to those betters for sure. Yeah, for, I, I was about to say, I mean, I'm not even giving the gold to the, the jockey oh, or yeah. the horse. No, just the you horse. <laughs> got, got and seen that 80 to 1 odds and just said, you know what, let me just throw some money on this. You could have thrown five bucks on it. Right. Great amount of money. Right. Um, and my garbage is, again, from the fight realm. I'm not even going to – the Sixers are self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, title fight, Rose Thug Rose Namajunas. I think you, you guys probably have heard that name before. I have. And Carla Esparza. Their title fight was the most boring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like shadow boxing. They were literally like you, – you ever like when you were younger, like just like act like you're punching like the, like your shadow? It was that. Like, it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and like I said, I've seen UFC quite a bit. And my honorable mention is Canelo thinking he can go up in weight class and dominate. Oh, my gosh. He got rocked. He got took into school by a young kid. From, <laughs> I think it was Russia. Yep. But uh, th- those are my garbage. I mean, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty exciting weekend. Yeah. Jeremy? Well... Gonna have to alter uh, my gold this week since um. Hey, we gave Jay, you some time. Jay, 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 <laughs> threw, Jay threw me a curveball. Um, <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, I think my gold of the week is gonna be um, Jokic winning back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he deserved it. Um, we didn't even bring that up, Dan. especially with how garbage. Especially yeah, well, with how garbage his team is without him. his his team is awful outside of him, and the fact that he even carried them to a six seed, um, the fact they even made the playoff, yeah, the fact the they, yeah, they, yeah, and did you guys see his MVP little entrance today on a horse and shit? <laughs> did you see his quote? No, yeah, I didn't see the quote. What was the quote? He said, "When I'm old, fat, and grumpy." I'm going to tell my kids that I was a good basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, though. I love that. No, but being, like, the only player to, I think, was score 2,000 points have. Only player to do that in history. So, I think it was well-deserved. Yeah. Um, 
And then I think my well, you already know what my garbage is gonna be. <laughs> right, I'm gonna <laughs> me just, and I'll have the same garbage this week. Well, it's um, it's justified. I don't think you have to change it. That was garbage. And they yeah. got from like five minutes ago. Oh man, yeah. I'm like but, um, it's keeping me up. It's gonna keep me up at night tonight. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't even need to like go into details. Just but man, man, what a what a good episode, fellas. We and talked another about great a lot. one, fellas. Yeah, and um. Obviously, Jay can close it out, but a big shout out to uh, all our listeners. We are one listener. It might even happen before we even post this episode, but we are one listener shy of our 200th listen, which Ooh. is really cool considering we have it less. Is. Considering we have less than 20 episodes as a whole, we only have. We only. I think this will be our. I don't know. Uh, episode 17, 18? Maybe even nineteen, but we're less than twenty, and to have that many listens uh, is just cool. So thank you uh, to all of you who, whatever platform you listen on, we appreciate y'all. Hell yeah! And whatever country you're from too, I think oh, it's dope. definitely I think it's dope having. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Shout out to our one listener in Germany and our one listener in Mexico. Yes, Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I was. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> learn up on it. <laughs> uh, in, in German, it's a uh, danke. Thank oh, you. Danke. 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 Yeah. Danke. Yeah. Danke. Shame. <laughs> I should know that I have family in Germany. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they come and visit you? Uh they are here. Well, they they aren't here, but they're they're. In... Then if they're there and you still don't know, no, get it. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy? They all know the English language like the back of their hand. But we oh, don't I'm sure. That's that's the one. That's the one. One of the biggest flaws of our education system, honestly. It, but that's how I Spanish. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, but a- another great episode, fellas. I mean, it, it's great. We got great games going on. It sucks how our team. Jay would go on to say that our teams are disappointing us at the moment. In fact, as I am recording this exit clip for the pod the Sixers last night were bounced from playoff contention um, after a menial performance from James Harden and a 20 point performance from Joel Embiid we feel bad for Jay but the show must go on this was a great episode we thank you for listening as always I'm Noah he's Jay and the other guy His name is Jeremy. Thanks for listening here and around the world, and we'll see you next week.